everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. The goal of this podcast is to cover a vast variety of topics regarding mental health, struggles, share people's stories, and hopefully remind you that you're not alone. I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? I'm so excited. It is Townsend. I'm going to be chit-chatting with Cliff and Susan Prouse. If you don't know who they they are, they are a married duo that do a little bit of everything. They're entrepreneurs, they're musicians, a little bit of everything. What's up, guys? Hey, hey. <laughs> sorry about that. It is all good. There's always a setback, like every time I do this. Well, it's we good. hope you can see us both, get both of our heads in this little screen. <laughs> well, Cliff's beard's taking up the whole thing, but that's okay. That's all, all right. Well, all to right. see anything anyway. Maybe, maybe this will be. Okay. Since I mentioned it already, Cliff, your beard is like an award-winning beard, right? Technically, yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't know that we were going to talk about my beard. Yeah, I didn't well, either. I, <laughs> I didn't either, but it just, I think that's what everybody really came here for. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I will say it's not looking like an award-winning beard right now. We just got through doing yard work, and he's been working. We're in the studio right now, and he's been working on the studio. And so yeah. we were like, we got to fix ourselves. It's, it's a holiday, but we're so glad to be here. Yeah, he's he won the um, third most talented beard. He got third place in the most talented beard in America contest. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Not Alone with Townsend. If you're enjoying these live streams and podcasts and want to see them continue, head over to patreon.com slash townsendtmusic. Your support means that the research and time and effort that goes into each one of these episodes can continue, and we can reach out to more guests and do more awesome things in 2022. All right, back to the conversation. So who are Cliff and Susan Prouse? Like, how did you guys begin? How long have you... So you guys are a married couple. Some people may not know that. You started this duo of music. So tell us kind of how you guys got started as a duo. Well, our short bio would be, we're a married music duo, internationally traveling. We cover music all all from oldies, blues, country rock. Um, he plays fiddle Sorry, and guitar our, and sings. Our dog, our dog wants to say hello. Um, this is Charlie. Uh, we have three dogs. He came in to tell him about it. You're his self. We have three little duck puppy dogs. We live on a little farm here in Arkansas, um, just south of Little Rock. And um, the that's the short of it. We, we Prior to COVID, we were traveling internationally. And then met, um, met in 2016. Right. I was doing I've been doing piano bars for 17 years and I discovered that unique niche in the music industry in 2003. And then that's taken me out of the state and international. And then I came back and then we met on the stage here in Arkansas in 2016. We started working together as a duo and we got married, eloped in Vegas in 2017. And we perform and we pretty much do everything together all the time and I think it takes a certain personality yin and yang to to be able to spend this much time together and not you know kill each other so <laughs> yeah you guys are literally together 24 7 like y'all do music together you have several projects but they're all together you do events together like you said earlier you've got that studio you've got a farm now kind of out living farm life so mm -hmm. good good luck to you I don't know Thank how you, you. <laughs> Well, we, we live on a farm, but I have to give a shout out to our family. We, our family has spent many, many years building this beautiful piece of land. So we have a, a small little portion of that that we live on. 
and we built our studio right outside the door of our house but we get to stare into this beautiful um, piece of property horses and we even went and got eggs from the chickens um like three hours ago so <laughs> enough to make quiche so i mean it's it's a really a blessing to be next to family and um, which is really why I came back to Arkansas was because I'm such a homebody and family person. And if I didn't have family in Arkansas, I'd tell people I'd live in Vegas because I love Vegas and I love the desert. But anyway. Okay. Thank I didn't realize you guys were kind of newlyweds. Yeah. Four years. Yes. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. You could say. Yeah. I, I, I always tell everybody that um, because we spend 24-7 together all the time, it's we, like we've been married. Yeah, we probably spend have spent more time with each other than the average couple. We're going does on twelve years. In like twelve years, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. Okay, so we're gonna dive in. So I really wanted to reach out to you guys. Um, you guys are rocking and rolling. I honestly feel like the pandemic did a lot of good for you all, which I want to hear your side of that as well. But from an outsider looking in. Um, I know Susan, you were constantly like grinding your gears and going hardcore. I feel like you never stop, uh, which is amazing. And I've told you before, like I am in awe of all that you get done and all that you do. Um, and so I wanted to reach out to you guys in particularly to kind of help share, uh, the life of a musician during a pandemic because I know I can relate as well but I know you guys have kind of thrived but that's all that we see on the surface so I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper for people yeah um so on the surface um you see us work hard and I would say that's pretty true I, I work we work hard a lot we work a lot we work constant and I say you know we were we were building our Cliff and Susan brand prior to COVID. And we were, I say brand, but our, our duo, our music, we were releasing music. We had in the back of our minds that we wanted to slow down and maybe start a family at some point in time. But, um, you know, this was before COVID even was a thing, you know, and we were planning to stay on the road and we would tra travel like six, about four to six months. We would be gone out of the year, international, Amsterdam, Norway, the Caribbean, some in California. Um, we had a continued partnership with Oakland Casino and we were performing there during race season in hot springs. So um, we were doing our music and, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a workaholic and I have to remind myself to slow down. So what happened was COVID taught me to slow down, <laughs> but then I figured out how to yeah, so. get busy in a new way. And I will say under the surface, it was one of those, um, you know, you, you were depending on as musicians, you depend on that revenue and you, you, you plan out, even though we were planned out, we had years signed two years in advance, everything just fell out. I mean, we didn't have anything. We, our income was like, I was going and canceling subscriptions. Like I was like, I've got to save every dime. What are we going to do? Like, how are we going to do this? We, we had been, we had done a couple of shows online cause we had toyed with the idea of doing virtual shows. I'd seen one or two, I mean like literally two other people in the world had tried this or I'd seen them do it. And I was like, maybe we should try, you know, well, and we had already done, we had already done a couple of virtual shows previously right. on a group that we had created, uh, for Cliff and Susan fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we had done that on our fan page and kind of gotten everything figured out how to go live and make it sound good and look good. So. Yeah. And then we were in the master bedroom of our old, the house we lived in before this and, we had tricked it out. We, that's a true test of a music couple. You don't have, you don't live in your master bedroom. You make it a studio and then you live in the other room. So that's, that's how that went. But we um, immediately, because I think that 
you know, some of the hesitancy for me to go live publicly, um, you know, you fear being judged. You don't know if you sound right. You know, everybody's going to be critical. But then when COVID happened, we were just like, we got to do this because number one, our sanity. Number two, people, people are all sitting at home and have nowhere to go. We're all locked in our homes. And so we jumped on board and started doing the live shows. And, um, and, but then we started doing the masks. I started making masks. I literally like, I saw that people were going to need masks. I knew how to sew. I pulled the sewing machine out of the, out of the closet, started ordering fabric off of Etsy. And that was literally out of financial necessity <laughs> yeah. um, and, and went to work. So I, I know also, you, yeah. you research and, and at that time there was literally a shortage of elastic. So you couldn't even make elastic masks. Uh -huh. So she innovated and found a new, a oh, different, with cords. Yeah, a different design that actually people ended up really liking. Uh, especially for long use wear, uh, so nurses and uh, people that worked in those kind of fields that needed to wear them for a really long time, it worked out really well for them. So I think that answers your question. I mean, I, a lot of it was, yes, we, we wanted to stay busy and be creative, but we that was like literally out of survival mode on what we had to accomplish during COVID. And then you know, it, it, I think on the silver lining side of things that it, we did have to pause and reflect and say, what, what are, I think everybody in the world did this. We had to say, what's important, you know, what, where am I headed with my life? And when you're forced to get creative and, and figure out how to survive in other ways, sometimes you find those other ways make more sense than what you were doing prior. And so now it's finding a balance and knowing where we're headed. And, and I have everything we took on during the pandemic and then now everything's coming back. So finding a balance is the big struggle now. Oh, absolutely. That was one thing. I think my biggest thing with COVID was kind of like you, I've been um, named a workaholic. I don't know why, but so COVID kind of stopped me in my tracks and it was overwhelming. Like that feeling of, I can't do anything. And like I said, my calendar went from booked for a year out to nothing. It's like cancel, 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 cancel. And so I feel like that's a feeling a lot of people didn't get to experience. Although some people lost their jobs and time, you know, they didn't weren't able to work as much, but to see your future just like fall away and to mm -hmm. realize like, okay, this is going to stay. Cause it started out like one show canceled and then a show a week out got canceled. And then it started happening like months in a row. Mm -hmm. And I was just, it was almost a panicked feeling. And then what do you do next? Right. Well, um, we, I have to say we have such amazing supporters from our family to our friends, to our fan base, to, I mean, literally it, it took a village to help us. And then of course we don't just, it wasn't just about us. We started that artist against COVID thing to help. And then we started trying to t tell everybody else how to stream live and how to sound good and how to figure it out and how to monetize and all of these things that, um, and, and that's just in, in my DNA is always, I, I, I think my motto, I, I came up with it was, learn, grow, share, repeat. Like that's my model. Just keep doing that. And then share how you do it and then repeat, keep learning, keep growing, share that, share the love and then repeat that over and over again. So in that same vein during COVID, it was like, how do we help everybody else? I think we did like, I mean, we reached out to all the partnerships and uh, like the Little Rock partnership and we did some online show. We partnered with other nonprofits to help them raise money. We did, we raised some money on like a, gospel hour on a Sunday for a nonprofit that was Christian based. And um, so it was just, 
I think the beauty of it, looking back, is that the the bonds that we we um, formed during that is just a beautiful thing. And now, just as we're sitting here today having a conversation, and whoever's listening probably was part of or got to see something that we all did together as a result of COVID. I've heard artists going into the studio and making amazing albums, you know, during COVID. There's a different. Some people went to work and got online. Some people went to the studio, um, and I think that. Um, Either way, we all had some creative creative outlet that we had to find uh, during COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like, like with everything coming to a halting stop, everybody canceling your gigs, everything falling apart, do you feel like that affected your mental health? Do you feel like you dealt with doubts or insecurities? I know we already talked about that financial standpoint. It kind of came to a halting stop. But mentally, mm-hmm. did either of you guys experience or suffer or struggle with like depression or anxiety or anything like that I yeah for sure. I, yeah no totally um I I, th- I think that if anybody gets to know me beyond just oh she works a lot there's a reason I work a lot it's because I'm running from the devil if I stop I'll let my demons catch up to me <laughs> so I I work a lot and and it's like and I do have anxiety and depression runs in my family so um I have to stay on top of my mental health. And um, I will say that the, I, I quickly figured out how to stay busy. And when I, once I realized that we could survive financially, the anxiety and the, oh, that, that horrible anxiety, anxious feeling of not knowing what you're going to do to survive, that once that was kind of settled, it was just the new normal of like eating too much and not taking care of myself because I wasn't as active and I gained weight. I didn't feel good about myself. I'm still trying to get that weight off. You know, I think a lot of us are in that boat. And, um, it, you know, yeah, totally. I think, you know, it's, it's easy to look at somebody and, and, and look at everybody's social media and think, Oh, everything's great. Well, not really, not all the time, but you don't really always show that. So sometimes I try to be transparent and say, we're all in this, you know, and I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and a lot of, a lot of that is, is actually kind of good. You know, when she was talking about you know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies when you look on social media, but it's kind of that whole put on a happy face and get happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's the same when we're in a show. If it's been really stressful and if it's just not been a great day, as soon as we get back on stage and for, force ourselves to have a good time, we do end up yeah, having and a good I'll, time. Yeah, and it, always. We always come out in a better mental state. Yeah, I see Austin on here. Austin was at the Strawberry Festival. We love you too, Austin. Hey, good to have you on here. Yeah. Um, Somebody asked, did, and then we'll get back, um, have any of the happenings like with COVID and everything specifically inspired any songwriting for you guys? Cliff has been more in the studio writing than I've ever, I mean, of course, we've only known each other five years, but of the five years that I've known him, He's written more songs in the last, I'd say, 12 months than you did. The, yeah, the I don't time. know if I would say that it was specifically COVID-inspired, but I think the the actual pause that it gave us was, uh, it, it just allowed me to have that time to write a lot more and not be so busy uh, in my mind with other things. So um, that's definitely, it's been an inspirational time to, uh, be more creative. And he's he joined the Gravel Yard. I said Gravel Yard's on here. Gravel Yard Bluegrass Band. And so they've been really creative and in the studio and writing and recording. And um, 
Definitely, maybe not inspired by COVID to where we wrote a song about COVID, but definitely this change in our life has inspired creativity in a lot of ways. Absolutely. So you kind of talked about staying busy, you know, uh, idle hands are the devil's ad advocate for sure for some people, but what are some other ways y'all coped with everything through that season? Our dogs. Yeah, <laughs> the dogs. I got this little guy, so let me pick him up and I'll show you. Here's Booker. All right, so that, once again, that was Charlie. The, okay, this was Booker. He's the OG. He oh, was the original. the original. And now Booker, Booker traveled the world with us, and he would go, and, and don't even ask me how we got into the island. This little homeless-looking dog <laughs> is Gibson, or we call him Gibby. <laughs> but so I, we, we wanted another dog, and we're like, well, we're going to be home for a while. So then we got so Charlie the little, this poodle. Which is Charlie Daniels. This is Charlie, yes, Charlie Daniels. Once again, there's Charlie Daniels. So I got Charlie, we got Charlie, and so, because Booker needed a brother, right? Because mm -hmm. all dogs, we didn't like him having such anxiety when we were gone. But, um, of course, we were home a lot. But anyway, we had Charlie. And then this lady needed, um, he's, a, so this little Maltese is a rescue. And he's mama's boy. Oh. And he's very sweet, so. So we have three little dogs. So I, I say animal therapy. Um, what else did we do to, to cope? I mean, music, um, creativity. I mean, we literally were, we made over 2000 masks. I don't know how I did that, how we did that. He helped me. We were headed to the, to the post office every day. I don't know that we had much time to slow down. Well, and you know, back to, uh, <laughs> back to the whole beard thing. Oh yeah. Uh, that wall grooming beard contest definitely uh kept us busy for about a month or so you know just trying to create content and pushing that out there and um, um i that was and they were even with us through christmas so they would like send they sent us all christmas gifts and wow uh, so that was that was a really cool time and kept us entertained and busy i will say another thing that happened um unexpectedly was willie d's the, the dueling piano club the WillieD'sPianoBar.com. if you go there you can see the website i built for the club and that was the original club i started at in 2003 and discovered the piano bar concept and um they had a position open a salaried position in the middle of covid and I think that was a God thing because it, it, that was another reason I was able to survive. So I was able to start doing marketing and utilize all the marketing skills that I've figured out over all these years for um, how to market myself as an artist and musician. But I just, I'm a geek when it comes to marketing and online, figuring out the latest platform and how to like sell a brand across all of the multi-platform and build a good website and, you know, sell merch and e-commerce, all of it. And so I utilized that to, to not only be the entertainment director, but the marketing director for Willie D's. And that was another thing that, that, um, that really helped us out. And um, I forget why I brought that up, but that was something that we just were keeping you oh, busy. And, keeping, and, yeah, yeah, staying busy. Hey, by the way, I just wanted to address, uh, Austin says he has the same guitar as me. I have about 15 guitars, so you'll have to let me yeah, know we, what, which one you're talking about. Hang on, about. I, want, I want to show you. There's, there's like there's some of them. six of them. Those okay. are just some electrics. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have, there's still some in the house. I have a bunch of acoustics. I've got a dobro and a bass. And a I have a dog problem and he has a guitar problem. Like six fiddles. I don't know which if one. If I had as many dogs as you have guitars, we'd have a real big problem. Oh man, that wouldn't be possible. I feel it coming. I feel it coming though. <laughs> no, no more dogs. No, no more dogs. We no can't more dogs. Even... More guitars. No more there you dogs. go. Yeah, you can never have too many guitars. 
right? Well, no. I, I kind of agree. Like, he'll show me one online and be like, look at this, it just came out. I'm like, get it, get it. Oh, God. So yeah. It, it backs you up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks pretty on the wall, too. I mean, it kind of is decorative. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So one thing, okay, so I was reading up on this before we got to chit chat and there were a bunch of research statistics talking about how surprisingly, I didn't even think about this, but streaming services, like people streaming songs actually took a huge nosedive during COVID because um, a lot of people were watching TV instead of listening to music. And then there were a mm -hmm. bunch of decline, which you saying this rang a bell for me, a bunch of people, um, canceled their subscriptions because they were trying to save a dollar here and there and so spotify all those ways that we were making a penny here and there people canceled stopped streaming so not only were we not playing live people weren't streaming us very much people were canceling their subscriptions where they could find us and all these things um so i one thing that i try to let people know and let them in but i'd like to hear y'all's standpoint on it is musicians don't just play music like some do, but if you're going to make it and you're going to do music and you're going to be successful, you have to wear, I could think of probably 30 different hats that we have to wear. Totally. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when you're first starting out, um, you're probably doing, you know, you could be waiting tables or working a desk job somewhere. You could be doing a lot of different things in healthcare and, uh, you know, balancing your revenue flow to chase your dream. And then at some point, most likely the touring revenue is what, where you'd make enough money like doing shows that you might be able to quit your day job. And then at that point, you've got to stay on, you've got to stay relevant and put on a really good show and build your revenue or build your venue relationship so that you have a good stream of income coming from doing shows, but then you've got to market yourself. And if you're going to release music, then you have to have the artwork and the website and, and you have to stay active on social media and you have to learn how to be a marketing guru and, and, and sell. You are the product that you sell. So then you got to figure that out. And if you're smart, you go and take courses and you watch YouTube tutorials and you do all these things. So, I mean, the music business, music is half, business is half. And in the beginning, I think music, learning your music, learning your instrument, developing your show, writing, creating, is more than 50%, but at some point that takes less and you're really focused more on the business side. And I mean, yeah, so you have to figure all of that out as a, a small business. Like labels don't just come and swoop you up and make you a star. You have to prove yourself. And once you've proven yourself and become a legitimate small business and you're lucrative and you're making money, you're profitable and you built your fan base, why would you need the label at that point? Maybe some people do, and I'm not, I'm not people in the label, but I'm saying it's just a different playing field now. So Streaming services, like if we were talking about 20 years ago when you could walk in and buy, you'd walk in and buy a CD of 20 songs because that one song you loved was on it. And then all of those artists and writers and, our, and, and the labels would make money off of that $20 something CD that you bought. Now you stream that song that you love on Spotify um, and they make literally like 0 0.0009 tenths or something of a penny for that one stream. So what that does for the artist is that in the label really is that the money does not comes from touring. Now you have to touring and merchandise, selling e-commerce, learning how to make a product on the side so that you can sell something that is going to pay your bills and not just have people stream your music, which that's not where your money's coming from now. So twofold on that is that it flipped the music industry on its, on its head because now the, the labels had to figure out how to, you know, recoup all of that revenue loss and but it also empowered the indie artists because now we have all of these 
free, and I say free, but relatively, relatively inexpensive to get a website up, to produce your music, get it out there, um, be active on social media and interact with your fans, just literally artist to, artist to customer, artist to fan, and you don't have to have the label to get there. Um, but you still have to be smart and wear many hats and, and educate yourself and build a team if you can't do it all yourself. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And then out of that, many times, and this is something that's near and dear to my heart, like I have, I have clients now where I build brands and teach them how to put up a good website or put good social media content out there. And I go in and I train and I consult with them and I'm making money on the side doing that, helping these small businesses in Arkansas be legitimate on platforms where I've had to be legitimate on for 10 years now. And they're just now coming to the table going, how do I do this? So yeah, we wear a lot of hats and we, if you're creative, like artists are, you figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been really cool kind of seeing everybody blossom. Like it kind of forced you to blossom and show your unique side, how you handle stressful situations, things like that. And honestly, for me, I feel like the past year or two, honest to goodness, I feel like the business aspect of it has been like 90%. Like, I feel like yeah. I've been in my wheels with social media, with booking, with emailing, <laughs> with contacts, all that. And then 10% is out playing shows and doing the thing that, you know, make money playing show. And then you come home and you design and you do this and you reach out. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just like endless cycle it's, it's a it's a machine that you've built that you yeah. got to keep running through yeah it's like and then with so then another beautiful thing about having a married music partner is that like cliff does a lot more creative and i'm a lot more business and um i sometimes have to remind myself to stop and be creative and right now i'm probably zero percent creative <laughs> i'm gonna be honest like i'm literally behind the computer constantly doing business 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 and if I stop, like we were talking about before we got on here, he was like, you need to do a painting for the, the vocal booth. And, and I was like, he was like, let's just get one of your old paintings and we'll just blow it up and put it in. I was like, no, let me do it. It's like, I'm not going to wait forever. I need to do that because <laughs> he knows me and it'll take me a minute to get into that mode to do something creative. So um, it is nice having a partner to help, you know, let I him go say, be creative. I've, I've probably been uh, 60 to 70% uh, construction manager and... <laughs> The other thirty percent. Luckily, he's not hurt his hands. Shot a nail through his hand. Somehow, I have not hurt myself, and that's I and I don't have to work with any more power tools really. That, that's, so that's hopefully, true. knock on wood, it won't happen. <laughs> we made it through that part, but watch like a chicken or something peck your finger off or something. Crazy. Yeah, uh, it'll yeah it'll be something I, crazy. I have hey. a bandaid on because I raked the yard too hard today, so there's that. Yeah, I'll say a little funny side story. Um, I, when I do hurt myself, it's usually in the dumbest ways. Mm -hmm. And, uh, most recently, which it's, it's already healed now, but it, I, I literally had to get my, uh, stepsister who's a nurse to, um, uh, get some, yeah, get some liquid bond on my eye. So it didn't make a scar and I didn't have to get stitches because, so, because uh, Susan had just gotten a new vehicle, a forerunner, a beautiful it's, white forerunner. It's used new. Yeah, it's, it's, used new. it's new to us. Mm -hmm. It looks brand new. Um, and I, we live right next to my, my sister, my, my brother-in-law and my grandmother and my mother. Anyway, I had to go show them. So I went to my grandmother's house to show her and I was showing her all the cool stuff. And I was over on the passenger side of the car showing her, uh, some of the stuff over there and a bug just like flew by my ear. Like it was a huge and I like immediately reacted and I, Slammed, yeah, slammed my, my eye bone into the <laughs> frame of the door. 
and gashed my head open. So I thought I, I literally thought I gave myself a concussion. And my my grandmother was like, what did you just do? I was like, I don't know, but I need a minute. <laughs> I, I need to tell that story. I don't know. Um, somebody said, didn't you fall over a pickle jar a few months ago? Uh, yes. No, yes and no. Yes. Uh, no, okay, so that, that very quickly, that was in our old house. We had a, a garage that was really, barely could fit the truck. I mean, my, my truck is not that long of a truck, but it barely fit in the garage. You had to pull all the way up to where you were almost touching the door to go into the house. You were like a foot and a half away from there. And you had like inches, three inches to the garage door. And Susan, we order a lot of things on Amazon. And so Susan would put piles of boxes on the driver's side and I'd have to step over these daggum boxes. So, so I was bad. carrying in groceries and it was worse because I was making burgers and I needed those pickles. And so, uh, All I, I hear is this yeah, big bang. I just trip over the boxes, groceries go flying, and I smash the jar of pickles. So I didn't trip over the pickles. I tripped over boxes. And, and, broke, and broke. And it was all her fault. Yep. So, it smelled like pickles in our garage. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a pickly garage for at least a couple weeks. Oh, I hope it wasn't during the summer when it was like 200 degrees. No, I can't I remember. remember. I, I think it was winter. I think it was closer to winter time. There you go. One thing that was kind of cool, um, some social media apps, I guess you could call them, tried to help musicians out and tried to help a little bit. They all added like a tipping feature. Yeah. And so Facebook and Twitch and all these things you could get on there and you could tip um, virtually, I guess you would call it, so that people would have a virtual tip jar. So that was kind of cool. It was different. We had to learn how to do it and how to work the virtual streaming because I know I watched a lot of friends do str uh, live streams and me as well. You had to figure it out. It's a lot harder than you think. The sound always went wrong. The Wi-Fi would go out. The connection would be terrible. I've seen people get on there, do a whole concert, and nobody heard anything. I don't know. Learning all of that was a huge adjustment for musicians. Well, and also, in um, Facebook, we thought for a second there, they were talking about you know doing away with any cover music, music, cover, cover music. Yeah. So I was like, well, all right, there goes ninety percent of our show because we are a uh, we take requests. That's yeah. that's what we're known for doing. So uh, that was a, a challenge, but they luckily didn't do that. Well, a lot of the streaming platforms had to figure out how to pay the pay their their copyright fees licensing mm -hmm. to allow for their users to stream, and so it's still it's that's another can of worms I really don't want to open. But yeah, we 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 were concerned about that. But I will say on. On the tipping side of things, yes, it was really cool to see a lot of different innovative ways to have your virtual tip jar. And one of the things that we did was um, we bought the domain pickadiddy.com, P-I-C-K-A-D-I-D-D-Y, pickadiddy.com. And if you go there, um, we had it to where you can see our song list, you can, you can hit a button that says text us, and the texting um, would come through to our phone on during the show. And it's a vanity text number, it's not an actual phone mm -hmm. number to call but it's our and we had a, an app that we both can see what comes through we can interact back and forth so you could text us for free or you could send um you could hit venmo cash app or paypal and you could you could request any of those ways so that was how we would monetize if they wanted to leave a tip with the request and then i think there was one more thing but anyway um all of these platforms 
kind of evolved over COVID out of necessity and they saw the, I'm sure they're just inundated with all kinds of- Of course, Facebook stars. The stars. I think people are still trying to figure out how to work that. But uh, I don't, I don't think we necessarily know how to receive yeah, them Yeah, I think yet. we have a hundred dollars in stars maybe by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't know how to get I, them. I think our last show we had like 2,400 stars and we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, it was really cool to watch the, the virtual tip jar thing happen. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so obviously we try to harp on this all the time, telling people to support local and how important it is. Um, but again, kind of like this whole conversation, I feel like people don't understand because they aren't a musician themselves. Like you'll explain the process of something and people that don't do music are like, oh, I didn't know that was important or, oh, I didn't know streaming your song really didn't do that much. So to you guys, how important is it for people to support local and what does that actually mean? Um, I, I think supporting local is choosing to, when you see someone who is, um, you know, sharing something online that they've created and, you know, they're local, um, the, sometimes the the easiest way to support is is ways that are free and it's like yes streaming music helps but sharing um, a live stream that's going on or sharing um like you know like right now if we could hit the share button and share it over right now i don't know if that's possible on instagram for the people who are watching today but um you know just supporting commenting and interacting with us when we're trying to to engaging on social media helps more people see the see those posts um, coming to shows and um, paying the, the cover charge because that many times goes to the band you know and um showing up and and supporting um, buying our stuff you know like a lot of us get innovative around christmas time or have t-shirts and all of that yeah, merch um, merch is where so many artists make actually their money especially when they're touring mm -hmm. uh, merch and any physical copies of cds vinyls mm -hmm. whatever they're mm -hmm. selling uh, definitely support in that way because that that helps a lot more than a stream yeah. on Spotify. And um, but I would say more, more just getting the word out too because I mean a, a one-time tip jar thing is great, but if you can help support us to share our music and and share that out, yeah. um, it's probably the number one thing I think you could do, and that's free many times. So well, and uh, like like she said, uh, I mean I think more than anything is the the fans that just come to the shows to support uh, because I mean they see us they they know our show and they they talk about it and when they talk about it people say want to book private shows private shows are amazing for for artists and so mm -hmm. that word of mouth uh, probably helps more than anything yeah yeah absolutely yeah I would agree so some people you know they come to one show <laughs> they tip you a couple of bucks and they feel like you know what I did good and you have to remind people like it is good it feels good but consistency sharing our name like you said um coming to multiple shows even a lot of people have done a patreon which is huge so we are wrapping up one i want to say thank you so so much to you guys for hopping on thank here. you for thank having you us too. yes y'all are so busy going and doing and just like grinding as hard as you can um i'm stoked that you guys took time out for me so thank you well, anytime you know that, and we want to get you over here to the studio to jam out. If you want to record a video, if we just want to hang out and 
check out all these guitars he's got over here. Whatever you want to do, we'd love to have you out soon. So let's get together. Absolutely. All right. So real quick, we we're talking about supporting local. How can people find you guys? Like, what are the best outlets to find you all? Um, you can type in cliffandsusan.live. That takes you to our website. And Or if you just go to our Cliff and Susan Facebook or Instagram, those are the two most active places where we are. And um, just, you know, click around look at what's going on. We keep everything current. If you go to our website, that's where you can find where we are going to be performing next, whether it be online or where we're going to be here local in Arkansas. We will be, we're going to the Caribbean in November, um, and then we're going to be back in Arkansas for a good while. So um, we would love to see you at a show, and we've got things to buy, things to stream our music, go to Spotify and all of that. Um, once the studio is finished very soon, we're going to be working on some new songs for our um, Cliff and Susan duo. And Cliff also has a bunch of songs he's going to release too. So um, just stay tuned to our socials. Cliff and Susan on Instagram and Facebook is probably the easiest thing to do. Absolutely. I love it. That is awesome. You guys are amazing, super talented, super helpful for all of us musicians. Um, Thank you. Guys, yeah, you guys have been amazing. I love watching your journey and I love how successful you guys have been throughout this whole process. Well, thank right. you. So, we so appreciate it. Hey, Charlie Daniels wants to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dog's across the room. She suckles on a blanket when she's tired. Oh, oh. Charlie does the same thing with a toy. Yeah, he has this frog toy that he chews on like that. It's weird to watch him do it, but <laughs> it's so sweet, though. It's just like it a sweet. fire. And she's just dozing with it. Guys, go follow these. Uh, uh, Susan and Cliff Prowse, they're amazing. They're musicians, entrepreneurs, woodmen's, farmers, everything you can think of. <laughs> awesome. I don't know about the farmer. I did mow the yard today, though. So. Uh, she can turn a zero turn and drive a tractor. <laughs> I, think, I think you met, yeah, your resume should say farmer. Uh, okay, well, I'll add it there. I'll put it at the bottom. <laughs> there you go. Well, y'all have a good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Right. Thank you. You too. Thank right. you. Bye. Have a good night. Bye, -bye. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at Townsend Team Music for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty. Camp Tanico, located near Hot Springs on the beautiful Lake Catherine, has been a tradition of the United Methodist Church in Arkansas since 1948. 
mission here at Camp Tanico is to welcome children, youth, and adults to a place set apart where they can grow in their faith by experiencing God through nature and time spent in community and respond to the call of the Holy Spirit. Christian camps are uniquely capable of impacting lives for Christ. Whether you come as a guest on a retreat or come for a summer session, this is a place where you can release your burdens, find Christ's peace, and rest.